I'm Little Beeb. You're listening to the beautiful sounds of praise and worship on Praise Until Dawn, here on the Praise Broadcasting Network. As usual, I want to point you to our podcast of A Time Apart and Praise Until Dawn up at our website at pbnradio.com. That's PBN, Praise Broadcasting Network, pbnradio.com. And at the top of the page there, click on Podcast. You'll find both broadcasts up there. A Time Apart will have ATA colon in front of it. Want to welcome our Roku listeners. If you have Roku, great way to listen to Praise Until Dawn and Praise Broadcasting Network. Just search for, if if you don't already know, just search for PBN or Praise Broadcasting Network. And I also want to say hello to all of our iWatch listeners, tablet, iPod, iPad listeners, Samsung, iPhone and other phone listeners, and of course our laptop and desktop listeners, and our iHeartRadio listeners. And I'm, I'm sure I've left somebody out, but whatever platform you're using to listen, welcome. Those listening by Alexa, ask her to play PBN Classic on TuneIn. I actually use Alexa to monitor pbnradio.com. Great way to listen. Good sound on it. I also want to remind you about our pbnradio.com Facebook page as well as my personal site. Go to our pbnradio.com homepage at pbnradio.com and click on the little blue and white Facebook logo at the top. It has a a small letter F, which is white, with a, a circle of blue behind it. That's Facebook. That will take you to our pbnradio.com Facebook page. For my personal page, while you're at the pbnradio.com Facebook page, go up to the search bar and at the top enter Pat Rutherford 1232. Pat Rutherford 1232.
to every question you have for God and every question you just have. Yeah. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. the Father of mercies and God of all comfort. How often I've, I've heard people and uh, I used to say to myself, God, why is all this happening to me? Why me? Oh, it's because you're so special and that Satan is picking on you because you are the most special person on the face of this earth. Well, you are to God. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort who comforts us in all our affliction so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, I think right there is what most of us need. What has God given to us Gentiles? And for those that 
receive Jesus in our hearts and follow him. Eternal life. We are eternal beings. I didn't ask you if you felt like it. Do we really believe there is God? Jesus did exist. You have so many early, early, early people write about him. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Paul, Stephen. I'm trying to think of the biblical things. Of course, there's Paul takes up most of the space there. Peter. Why wouldn't you? Well, those are the people, you know, they, they wrote in the Bible. But I need some proof. What do you mean you need proof? This is a historical document. Why, just because it's in the Bible, in our instruction manual, wouldn't you take this as, coin <laughs> another word, gospel? They walked with him. They talked with him. Just because Paul wasn't one of the twelve doesn't mean he didn't walk with him and talk with him. He just didn't do it the way that the disciples did on earth. He did it the way that you and I can do it. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Father of mercies and God of all comfort. Who comforts us in all our afflictions so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. Um, a very good friend lost her husband here on planet Earth. He is an eternal being. You know, when you start stop to think about it, all of us, are eternal beings. Some will go into eternity through the gates of pearl. You will fly from planet Earth and land at the New Jerusalem International. 
others, well, they'll feel a little heat for eternity. And I'm being very facetious there. We're all eternal beings. When tragedy hits, what, what Paul is trying to say here in 2 Corinthians, <clears throat> I'm sorry, allergies. What Paul is saying in 2 Corinthians, every bit of this is, is for us Gentiles. Well, you know, those Jews who receive Jesus may get some of this, but <laughs> this is ours, okay? We can share it with, with others. Like the Old Testament is, is the Jews' books, and we can share in some of those too. <clears throat> this very good friend lost her husband and um, he was no longer here as her companion. They, they were married for quite a while. Um, I would say over 40 years. So a separation is painful for the one left. And she has been in a deep, deep depression. Not knowing how to respond to God. I have watched, it's, she's and her husband have been friends for a long time. <clears throat> and I have watched as they went to their church and how the church taught them. And it was basically to go gold digging in the Old Testament. I, I know I harp on this so much, but you have to understand The Old Testament is a book of prophecy. The Old Testament is a, is a book of um, history for the Jews. There wasn't a Christian around anywhere for at least from, from the last one that wrote for at least three to four hundred years. Most of them a lot longer than that. That doesn't mean you can't believe some of it, but don't Christianize it. It was written for the Jews to encourage them, to reprove them, to correct them. If any of it fits your situation, then learn from it. But we have words like, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort.
who comforts us in all our afflictions will have trouble here. I mean, just... There are people that panic when you read things like this. Oh, Pat, don't, don't, don't. Now I'm scared. Why are you scared? Then we need to go back to first base. Or maybe home plate. And we need to get the fundamentals down. But kids, time is winding up here. And we don't have time to go back. You know what Scripture says about you. You are choice. You're chosen. You're special. You're precious. You're loved. You're honored. You're favored. He says he delights in you and he loves you. He's the father of all mercies for you. You're forgiven. And he's the God of all comfort. He can't comfort you when you're... Oh, God. Oh, God. I mean, he's right there with you. But as long as you're focusing on the tragedy... I know it's painful. I know it hurts. But in order to be the effective son or daughter of God, we've got to get beyond that. Not that it doesn't hurt anymore, but, well, wait a minute. What does our instruction manual say here? Instruction manual. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. Satan uses affliction to stop you. We don't really realize who we are. We don't understand what sons and daughters mean. We will have tough times. Most of us will have tough times, affliction here on planet Earth. Some, so much affliction that we lay down our bodies and our eternal spirit goes to God. And we 
join our loved ones there. But my my friends, the the lady, I mean, has just absolutely stopped. I can't even think about it. I I, I can't I, I don't know what because she has been taught God will deliver everything. She's taken words that she has been gold digging in the Old Testament because this is what she was taught that when you pray over somebody he's gonna pop up and he's gonna be healed and when it doesn't happen in many cases you start questioning everything And instead of digging deeper and reading what's written to us Gentiles, if we're not in our Father's words, we're not able to understand. If we don't spend, if we don't turn off, uh, what's a movie these days, I, or or sitcom these days I the sitcoms are so bad I I just don't have time for them and I wouldn't watch them anyways it's, it's not like Andy of Mayberry anymore they're to indoctrinate you and make you numb to the things of God Instead of taking the affliction and ministering to those who have been afflicted like she has been, her pain is so deep and the way she has been taught wrong by pastors and friends and acquaintances that subscribe to those kind of things she's questioning her god well it's not god that taught that you question god because you don't understand and so therefore we take by faith and trust him for those things we don't understand until we understand it. We're either sons and daughters or we're not. And Satan has accomplished what he wanted to accomplish. Now, I'm not saying she's demon-possessed. I'm not saying she is one of the most sweet people on this planet. And she is a daughter of God that has been stopped in her tracks. And made ineffective. She was a powerful woman of God. And instead of saying, I trust God, maybe 
I believed wrong. Get in here and say, oh, I miss my husband dearly. And I'm going to share that with others who have lost loved ones. You know, I can share with you over and over and over. I uh, have pasted, cut and pasted in the front of my Bible, many of the verses, and I've titled it, Warnings of intense trials coming our way. And that, so that sounds morbid to a lot of people. But we're not taught that these things are coming. We signed up for it, basically, when you sign up on God's side. There are two teams here. Uh, you can have it. You know, it talks about the, the little path and the highway. You can have it a lot easier if you want to go the highway with everybody else. But you're a son. You're a daughter. And we don't even recognize a rocky little pathway through the woods and through the forest, through... All that because we're so focused on our Father teaching us and so focused on ministering to other people. I have this little song that I learned as a kid going through my head. Trust and obey. For there's no other way to be happy in Jesus is to trust and obey. Of course, in the denomination I was in, it really meant trust and obey or God's going to be so mad at you, he's going to go away from you for a while and pout until you understand, finally understand. That's not what our scriptures say, our instruction manual. We're sons and daughters, royalty, muse on these things. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Notice it, it doesn't start off by saying, God, I don't know why, I don't, why have... Yes, Claudia and I have gone through things. Just because we speak this way, I, I wish I spoke this way all the time, but I'm getting better. I'm practicing what my Father says to do. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted 
by God. Now comfort is used in there several times so that you can get across the idea that he's going to comfort you. Turn to him. We're sons and daughters. Click off. If you don't feel comforted, if you don't know the comfort that, that God has promised you, click off that little box that you're watching or listening to and get with Him. Sometimes it's listening to um, a talk. Get your mind off the problem and start ministering to others. That, that's what Claudia and I like to do. As we, as we comfort others and encourage them, that gets our mind off of our problem. And we're doing what our instruction manual says. And it comes back to us. When we comfort somebody else, it, it comes right back to us. It's the neatest thing when you hear somebody say, Pat, thank you so much for, for the encouragement. The reminding of who we are. That's why I like this song so much. But I'm going to play it again. Play it again. Play it again. This is who we are, kids. Muse on this. At night, as you look up into the sky. Sons and daughters of our God and Father, of our Lord Jesus Christ, and of us. I saw you as a little girl putting these beautiful dresses on. Sing, Mommy, Daddy, look at me. the beautiful princess that I am You dressed well for the part Because I say you are a queen You
watchful, stand firm in the faith, act like men, be strong, let all that you do be done in love. 
Act like men, be strong. And we wonder why these days women are being torn down and men are told it's okay to be, to identify as a woman. We wonder why. Act like men, be strong. So now I live with the confidence. So now I live with the confidence. So now we live with confidence. Now we live with confidence. That there is nothing in the universe with the power to separate us from God's love. I'm convinced that his love will triumph over death, love's troubles, life's troubles. Fallen angels are dark rulers in the heavens. There is nothing in our present or future circumstances that can weaken his love. There is no power above us or beneath us, no power that could ever be found in the universe that can distance us from God's passionate love, which was lavished upon us through our Lord Jesus Christ, the anointed one. There is nothing, say it with me, there is nothing. Again, there is nothing. Again, there is nothing that can separate me from the love of God through Christ Jesus. woke up with this song in my heart um, about the solidarity of Jesus walking through us through fire, through flood. It's not just out there, guys. The spirit of the living God lives inside of us. And we pass through things, we really do, we go through things. But as we just read in Romans 8, none of it, nothing that we will go through, nothing that we have gone through, nothing that comes against us will separate us or distance us from the love of God. So that's it, that settles that. That's where our confidence is. Our confidence is in Jesus, not in our ability to hold on to Jesus even, it's in Jesus' ability to hold on to us. So we're gonna sing it. It's called There's Another in the Fire. Some of you may know it, some of you don't. That's all right, we're gonna sing it. We're gonna absorb it. That's, that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna absorb this reality. Jesus is with us right here, right now. There's a grace when the heart is under fire. 
what I want us to do. I want us to locate the last place we saw flames. I want us to locate the last place that we felt we were drowning. And that could be today. You might have come here with that in mind because this might be your last stop. And I want you to locate that place and I want you to sing it to yourself in that place. You don't have to yell it just yet. We're gonna get to that because we're gonna sing it for people who can't sing it for themselves. But the, for those of us who feel like we've stepped a little bit over the edge onto the other side of breakthrough, I want you to sing it. I want you to remember that last place you were and I want you to sing it from that place. Sing it from the fire. Sing it from the flood. Sing it as you were drowning in baptism. Sing it. Are you guys good? There's no other name. I'm gonna sing that verse a couple of times and then we're gonna go into the chorus and we're gonna just lift the roof off of this place. We're gonna sing it for all of us every single human being that exists on the planet. I believe in a father and a son and a Holy Ghost that is so good, so good, that this song goes out, right? It goes out, it doesn't ever stay right here. It goes out, we're all connected. There is no other name but the name that is singing from the fire. It was and still is and will be through it all. Between all the things unseen and the second Oh, I know I'll never be alone. All right, sing it again. There's no other name. There is no.
Time. 
lived in Pennsylvania, there was this place we used to go to. Um, it was a steakhouse. And when we would get there, um, you know, there's peanuts on the floor. It's one of those kind of restaurants. And, and they'd take us to our table. And I remember going there. And my food is always cold. So whether I order it hot or not, it's always cold by the time I get to it because I'm talking to waitresses and waiters and whatever. But at this point, we, we get our meal or we're ordering our meal. A lady comes over and I I told her how much Jesus loved her and she gave me a, a serious attitude. And I told her, I said, well, God loves you, hon. I said, you know, you really can't get away from it. Even if you hate him, he still loves you. Well, I don't even want to talk to you. As a matter of fact, I'm going to get my manager. So she's angry. She's going to get her manager because her manager is going to let me have it. And this guy is an angry atheist and he's just so mad. I just, just forgive me. I want to share this testimony before we start tonight. I have a lot of things I want to share, but this will go along with what Robert shared. And so he comes over and he goes, so he goes, you want to talk about the Lord? And I'm like, oh, well, of course I do. And, and my wife is like, oh boy, like this guy's just gonna, he's gonna lay into us. And he's the manager guy. So he starts to lay into us and I start to share with him about how much God loves him. And he's just this professional debater, but I'm done. I'm over debate. I don't see God is the Holy Spirit is the best evangelist ever. I mean, my kids, Destiny and Zoe and Briley, they, they've all seen this. Azariah's starting to see this. And Asher, he's nine months. He will see this because that's just how we live. And so I start to share with this guy and the waitress comes back and she's like, uh-huh, yeah. Like she's, now she's really angry and we didn't even place our order yet. So finally, this guy walks away. We placed our order with the lady and she's still mad at me. And she's like, okay, great, whatever. And she walks away. And I'm thinking all the while, my gosh, I'm gonna tip her. She's just gonna be so blown away at us tipping her. And but because the deal is, is that she doesn't deserve it. And grace is getting something that you don't deserve. You didn't earn it. You didn't earn the gospel. Grace is getting something that you don't deserve. It's amazing. It's unmerited favor. It's undeserved favor. 
But um, grace is also the ability to be able to walk like Christ walked, grace and truth. We can walk just like Jesus walked. And Jesus didn't give people what they deserved. If he did, we'd all be smote and done. You know, people say, well, if God loves me, then why? And like, well, then why did he do this? And why did he allow this? And why did he do that? If God didn't love you, you wouldn't be here right now. Like no one asked that question. But we're sitting there and we're talking and then the waitress comes back and she doesn't have her meal. She brings our drinks and the other people that ordered, they got their meals and they're almost done their meals before we even got our salad. And so this would cause you to get an attitude if you don't live with gratitude. Gratitude is thankfulness and loving Jesus with everything you are at all seasons, at all times, at all points, no matter where you're at, and knowing that you are there to represent him. And Robert said it, you know, John 3, 16 says, God so loved the world that he gave. So we're sitting there talking to her. She comes back out. I have a word about a word of knowledge about her. She walks away angry and the, and the manager comes back out and he's just let me have it. And I said, man, I said, you know what I think? I said, I think you got hurt. He was hurt. No one can hurt me. And he's just real adamant about it. I said, no, I think you got hurt physically. And I think you got hurt spiritually. And he goes, what are you talking about? I said, you know what I think? I think you were going to college. I said, and you tore an ACL. And because of that tear, you got angry at God and said, God took this, God did this, and you're just angry. And he said, what are you talking about? And I said, were you going to college to get this? Well, yes, so what? And I said, man, I said, did your knee get tore? I said, did you blame God? He goes, well, I don't know. I said, well, I believe Jesus wants to heal your knee. He goes, well, I don't believe in healing. I don't believe in miracles. As a matter of fact, I think you're fake. And I think this, and I think that. And I said, that's okay. It doesn't matter to me. I said, you don't have to think that I'm real. I said, but I want you to do me a favor. I want you to let me pray for you. And then we'll find out what's real. If he's not real, then he won't heal your knee. Period. I said, did your knee, did you tear your knee? He said, yeah. I said, did you tear your ACL? He said, yeah. I said, did it stop you from going to college to go to the sport that you wanted to go? He said, yeah. I said, okay, let me pray for you. He goes, well, nothing's going to happen. I said, well, we can do this here or we can go in the back. Whatever you want to do. I don't mind either way. And she's like, well, let's go over here. I don't want to do this out here where everybody's at. I said, all right, let's go. So I went in the back, uh, not in the back back, but right down by the back of the place and at a table where no one was at. And I said, now I'm going to pray for your knee. And I said, you can unbelieve all you want and Jesus is going to heal it because he loves you. And he says, well, I don't believe that. I said, well, okay, you tell me when you're ready and you're in the unbelief that you think is strong enough to stop this from happening. And it sounds funny because like people are like, well, no one can be that confident. I beg to differ. Like your unbelief can't stop God from flowing through me. You, you can think what you want. You can be taught what you want. I've just seen hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people get healed that were in unbelief. I've actually challenged people just like this and told him, get in the most unbelief. Let me know when you're ready. He said, go ahead. He's just good and angry. You think there ain't no way he's in unforgiveness. He's definitely in bitterness. He's definitely in anger. He definitely has some rage going on. He's sweating and he's angry at me for challenging him. And that waitress is watching. And she's his cheerleader because he's the top atheist guy. And we're in a restaurant that we're supposed to be getting a meal at. So this is totally awkward. And so I looked at him. I said, are you ready? He goes, go ahead. So I pray for his knee. So Father, I thank you. I ask you to show him how much you love him. Knee, be healed in Jesus' name. Amen. And I just sat back. I didn't say a word. And I looked at him. He looked at me and I saw the anger go away and I saw his face turn red. Now he could have been red from anger, but he was red from embarrassment. I asked him, I'm on my knees in the peanuts praying for his knee. 
And he looks at me and he goes, what's going on right now? I said, you tell me. He said, there's electricity in my knee. I said, well, that's crazy. What do you think that is? He said, I don't know. I said, well, I need you to step up, stand up, bend down, squat, check it, see if it pops anymore and see if it's healed. He looks at me, he goes, what if I don't want to? I said, you can go ahead and do whatever you want to, man. I said, but here's the deal. You're gonna know by the end of tonight whether it's healed or not. And I'm not trying to prove you wrong. I'm just trying to represent that God still loves you even though you're standing there in hate with him. He looks at me and he goes, okay, wise guy. He stood down, he got up, he goes, oh my God. I said, that's right, buddy. He's my God and he's your God. I said, I don't want anything from you. What I need you to know is that God's not mad at you. So why would you be mad at him? He looked at me and he goes, you don't understand. You just don't understand. I said, what don't understand? He goes, I was a youth pastor and I was working at a church as a youth pastor. He said, and it was my, it was my pride and joy and I'm over all these kids. And the head pastor, he, he had an affair and cheated on his wife with somebody from the congregation and I, I lost everything. Everything, man, everything, everything. And then I, and then I, I like, I'm looking back at my knee and God stopped me from this. And I said, if God stopped you from that, why would he heal you now? I said, you had an accident, buddy. I said, God doesn't come to steal, kill, and destroy. The thief does. I said, Jesus came and he healed everyone that came to him. I said, come on, God. That's, I mean, come on, man. That's not God. He looked at me and he goes, man, I, I, I've been really ignorant to you. I go, I don't need your apology. I'm okay. If you want to say you're sorry for you, that's good, but I love you. I don't need you to love me back. And I shared my testimony with him. He looked at me and he goes, I, I had no idea. He goes, I, I need to apologize to your wife. I said, you can. I said, but I'm telling you right now, God loves you, man. That pastor that cheated on his wife and ruined your dream of being a you pastor. God doesn't take the call away from your life because someone else ruins theirs. God loves you. The gifts and callings of God are without repentance, man. I said, Jesus still has a call for you. I said, he wants you to actually lead people. I said, now you were the lead atheist. I think those things have changed. He looks at me and he goes, you ain't kidding, man. He goes, I have a lot to talk about. Like his wife, everybody, all that, his kids. He looks at me and he goes, man, I, I don't know what to say. I said, you don't have to say anything. Can I just give you a hug? I gave him a hug and the waitress was like, oh my God. And she walked in the back. Like she was, she had no, like, she had no leader anymore. It was so crazy. So went back to the table and our food, of course, came out cold and, and, uh, and everything. We get to the end and the waiter came out and he said he was sorry. And then he walked away. And the waitress came out at the end of our meal. She looked at me and she goes, I really don't know what to say. I said, well, we'd like the bill if it's okay. She goes, sure. She gave me the bill. She goes, I'll see you later. She walked away. And I saw the bill. I think it was like 120. And I, I'm pretty sure we doubled it because we try to double our tip. We try to double our bill with the tip. Now we don't go out to eat a lot, but we try to make sure that when we tell people about Jesus, they know we're radically generous because God so loved the world that he gave. And it works really well with very angry, hateful people because they can't get away from it. Because see, money, money rules this world. The love of money is the root of all evil. Money's not the root of all evil. The love of it is. If I need money, and if I have to love money to make my life okay, I've now that's the root of everything evil, all kinds of selfishness, all kinds of hoarding, all kinds of horrible, horrible stuff is in there. But money can be used 
in the, in the place of bringing people to Jesus. And so when you go out to eat and when you have a hateful waitress or a hateful waiter, you bless their socks off. They don't know what to do. And it's totally amazing. And it changes the course of a whole night. So we tipped her and uh, she, she took the bill or she took the thing. She goes, thank you. She walked in the back and we're out the table because we're still finishing some stuff. She comes back out. She goes, sir, you made a mistake. She goes, this ain't right. Look, you, you, I said, no, I said, you're not a mistake. She looks at me. She goes, you can't do this. I said, I can. She goes, you have to take that back. She goes, I don't deserve this. <laughs> That's my favorite. I don't deserve what I have either. <laughs> Jesus paid the price to give us something that none of us deserve. None of us earned this. We didn't earn the gospel. I didn't earn salvation. I didn't perform for it. I didn't, he paid the price to give it to me because God so loved the world that he gave. And he asked me to believe I was that selfish, angry, hateful criticizer. I was that guy. I was that adamant atheist arguing my point, making people look bad so that I could look good. I was that guy. And then Jesus completely changed it. She said, you can't do this. I said, well, we did. And we really want to bless you. See, grace is something that you didn't earn. And tonight, if I were to tip you because of your performance, you weren't expecting a penny at all. You were expecting to work for free. I said, but your tip at this table was bigger probably than any of your other tables. I'm not boasting in our tip. I'm boasting in the grace of God towards your life because God so loved you that he gave a son. And she looked at me and she goes, I don't know what to say. I said, you don't have to say anything. I said, we bless you and I hope you have a great evening. Jesus loves you. And so we, we get known at restaurants through blessing people, through they, they, some of the restaurants we go to always give us the new people. They give us the new waiter and they get dumbfounded. Like, like what is happening here? Uh, honestly, we need to live that life everywhere we go and everything we do. We need to be known as a radically generous people. You know, it starts with knowing how radically good and how generous our God is and how amazing our King is.
that you're approving of what I say and do. Cause nothing really satisfies like when you speak.
stood on the mountain waiting for you to pass by you put your hand over his face so in your presence he wouldn't die Israel song of glory and it shines down through the age now you call me to boldly seek your face show me your face Stand in this holy place Show me your face, Lord Your power and grace I could make it through the end I can just see your face David knew there was something more Than the ark of your presence 
In a manger a baby was born Among kings and peasants All of Israel saw the glory And it shines down through the age And now you call us to boldly Seek your faith Show Yes, we'll make it through the end If we can just see your face Where you go? 
There's only one love that outlasts them all Jesus 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 until dawn here on the Praise Broadcasting Network. Pat and Claudia would love to hear from you. I'll give you the address in just a moment. Thank you for remembering that Praise Broadcasting Network is listener supported. Your donations help keep PBN on the air for listeners just like you all over the world. Donations are tax deductible in the United States and appreciated from around the world. Our address
This is Praise Broadcasting Network, P.O. Box 2468, Asheboro, North Carolina, 27204. You can also visit our website at www.pbnradio.com. Pat and Claudia love reading your email. You may send it to mail at pbnradio.com or call them at 336-626-PRAY. That's 336-626-7729. You're listening to Praise Until Dawn, coast to coast and around the world, here on the Praise Broadcasting Network.